0: For Royalties
1: No, I'm remixing it
0: Okay Everything's a remix Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Can I be Slice. honest That if any of the African Slice. publishing Slice. Re- Slice. Labels Listen to this podcast And like we're suing Slice. them Slice. We've made it
0: Alright Ooh. Ooh. Come Slice. at Slice. us African labels Slice. I don't come after us
1: Yeah You know
0: Come after Ooh. me I want Ooh. the attention
1: Get slice.
0: slice slice. oh,
1: oh, oh. get
2: that. Do you think slice. it would be insensitive to call this the African slice? Yes. Okay.
0: Um,
2: uh, welcome. Easy answer. <laughs> what yes. do you know about African pizza is the main question of today's discussion. Nothing. Not a thing. That uh, is something probably interesting that we can do in the future, though. I feel like it would be
1: good. You, baby. Welcome
2: to today welcome 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 to the slice podcast i feel welcome do you guys feel, welcome? Yeah. I feel welcome i do i feel pretty good welcome to uh to, welcome to the friday special yeah how you guys how you guys feeling
0: special
1: lactose intolerant
2: as always that's sad uh my name's dan ortega we've got paul sade and we've got shame
1: last name oh good luck spelling it on the internet suckers
2: mcl
1: <laughs>
0: like
2: the street
1: yeah where. exactly like the street no spelling difference. if you
2: live
0: in north america there's probably a mclaughlin street it's spelled that way
1: and if you're scottish you've spelled it wrong
2: <laughs> Ah, no <laughs> uh so today, so today we're gonna be diving in and talking about uh some uh, music. I guess what music. Would you yeah, call, the... I mean, we we basically to give some background. When we were thinking about the topic of today's episode, we were uh, we were talking about Theophilus London and Tame Impala, who are going to be collaborating on some work. Um, the song, so exciting. The song yeah. actually came out on uh, this past Wednesday. Um, Only you. So a cover of a Steve Monite song, which is an old. I guess we can describe it as like an African disco song or like a Nigerian yeah, they, disco song. I think
1: song. they call it like. There's a bunch of different genres that came out of africa in the 70s and 80s that was like funk disco driven they got a lot of different names i don't want to sully them but yeah there's there's some good ones in there
2: but some some interesting uh some interesting background shane and i last year went to go see frank ocean at uh way home uh he had actually talked about on blonded radio at the time releasing um a cover of only you which is now being covered obviously by theophilus london and um uh, and then since then it kind of sparked this interesting i don't know kind deep of a dive. weird deep dive yeah. into african like i guess pop music from the 80s and early 90s and paul and i were walking last week and we saw a record store and there was this interesting record called pansula i don't know the entire title <laughs> but it's long but it's, it's pansula. Uh, paul give us
1: a read through on it
2: so even apple music thinks this is
0: too long because when i read it off it's pansula exclamation mark the rise of electronic dance music in south africa comma 1988 to ellipses so even apple music's like i don't even i don't even know until now until this past week until well until one so i imagine at the latest it could be 1999 when you listen to it it does seem like it probably ends somewhere in the 90s but i think it's 1993
2: or something like that the the full record is 1993 something
0: like that. What would you guys how would you guys refer to this album? Does it feel like and it's so first off it's all various artists. Uh yeah, not like, one yeah. artist shows up
2: once. Is this like an anthology? Yeah.
1: Uh it's it's just a it's yeah, like it's like a it's, much, a compilation. it's like a big fun party mix.
2: It's a compilation. Yeah. yeah. Much dance. I think I think what kind of immediately caught me was the uh the cover uh is is super interesting and it immediately caught my eye. Kinda it's beautiful. Remi- it kind of reminds me of food and liquor meets like do you guys remember Jai Paul? Yeah. Yeah. That weird like collage super strange just a whole bunch of different images that look like they were cut out of a uh, of a magazine yeah. um, on uh, the cover. What do
1: they call that? You know when they cut they cut different pictures and paste them a Collage. The- collage, collage. Yeah, that's yeah, the think,
0: one. I think collage collage-like is definitely the the most appropriate way of putting it. Like it's a it's a kind of like it evokes a kind of psychedelic feel that is like you can probably see, like bring them up again Tame Impala, Tycho like feel. It's like very mishmash mixed together yeah it's kind of cool which kind of i feel in some ways like evokes what we get a lot out of this album like a lot of synth and also a lot of like funk a lot of funk um and there's just a general like otherness about it right because like obviously this is coming from a different part of the world and you know you there are points where like their accents sometimes blend in such a way that you're like, am I hearing English with an accent or am I hearing a completely different language?
2: Well, I think Steve one night, like the only you cover definitely did that for the first little bit. I don't hear much of an accent. It's really only when you start to hear them, I guess talk and not sing in, in yeah. kind of the bridge. you yeah. start to hear um, that that accent or that thicker accent that you that you wouldn't be able to hear otherwise. Um, but it was interesting. it was it was kind of cool. Um, I know we have a lot of thoughts around it. Both of you guys have, well, all three of us have, given it a listen, and we've actually thrown up a podcast, or sorry, a playlist on Apple Music that we'll share uh, at the end of the podcast, and we'll be updating that every so often. A well curated um, selection. A well curated selection. Indeed. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's it's getting. I mean, I'm just kicking it off on my podcast. I mean, on my podcast, on my playlist. But uh, I want to be clear with something. That song we keep referencing isn't on the album we're talking about. No,
0: oh, yeah. it's not. It's not anywhere right now.
2: It
1: is. It's on another um, compilation album. Is it? Yeah, I can't find it. I'll read
0: it. you the. Read You're you. looking
2: for the what? The Steve and like the original? Oh no! I was well, talking, talking about, about the, the original. No, the, the, new... the, the Oh, the, the originals Theo, there. The Theo and Paul album or the, the Theo and Paula single came out on Wednesday, so oh, it should really? be on Apple Music. Uh, yeah, I've been. I keep listening. By to the same time episode this episode of podcast Blonded, goes up, like
0: televised radio to get to it, it's like finally. Is it and on televised radio as well? It was on, like, this uh, first or second episode of televised radio. There's only two
2: of them, so it's got to be one of the two.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, oh, that's a good
2: there guess. There you go. Uh, okay, so, guys, thoughts. Uh, what did you think of the record? What did you guys uh, really take away from it? Is there anything that you learned? Did it, did it kind of inspire you to dive a little bit deeper, or, uh, or were you kind of happy with what you heard on the record?
0: Well, I don't know that I necessarily felt inspired by it. Like you said, like, we've in our own personal lives and everything. that we've been other things we've been listening to, like we have been kind of like drifting towards like this interest in more like African style, like modern music. It's not necessarily like we're digging into like the roots of African music and culture, but just like the more modern, more contemporary stuff. For me, a big thing was this past summer. um, Like there was a huge collaboration with Nike and the Nigerian soccer association, um, bigging up their top seller, like, soccer jerseys that were hype as hell and uh, along with that they released a series of like pot like not podcasts but like playlists and different curated sort of like audio experiences that were looking to sort of like give you like a taste of like this is what nigerian music and soccer culture is like i remember one time like we were like working together and we just started playing in the background and listening just like music that feels very modern very much like what we listen today very much like Along the typical modern trends, but something, something sticking out is like this is different. Like part of it just being like the very unmissable Nigerian and African style accents. There's a lot of collaborations between Nigerian and Ghanese artists. Like Mr. Easy now is like a very big popular artist right now who has like Ghanese roots but raised in Nigeria. So African accents and just getting that feel for them. But it's just really interesting to see this kind of music in a Weirdly contemporary, but totally different space.
1: Yeah. You said it very well. I mean, it's very thought out. I was just going to say it made my hips move. Uh, you know, I gyrated a lot to this music. No, it's, What's the name of the playlist? Oh, the, the playlist name is, uh, what is it called? International Vibration Local Gyration. Um, and it's... Very cool. <laughs> yeah. It contains, uh, contains a bunch of music from this time period in the continent of Africa, including South Africa um, and the playlist really made me take a deeper dive into into the music, like that style of music. I've always been a big fan of like funk, disco, uh, just like really out there, weird kind of stuff that really challenges your mind almost like there's like a weirdness to it when you're listening to it. And it, it's it's like you said, where it's, it's a mishmash of so many different things. I think it's incredible. The parallels that you can draw between this music on another continent on the other side of the world and what was popular here at the time. They emulated it very well Um, and some stylistic songs like some songs that are stylized on there, I would rather listen to than North American contemporary disco or funk or whatever you would call it from that time. Um, So, I mean, I thought it was like the compilation itself is cool. It's a good, but... deeper you dig the more gems you find the better it is that's the problem with every compilation is they're usually limited by the rights to the songs and as i was digging deeper i found there's a lot of compilations from a lot of different record companies compiling actually really good music from that time like funk zulu disco um they even had african soul music that i was listening to on the way here it's uh yeah it's i mean it's it's good music there's no other way to really say it and I find international music is like, is that way where you can always find something that even though you may not fully understand the context or, or the language, that, that doesn't really matter because matter. when you're listening to music, for me at least, I'm listening to the tempo and, and the music and, you know, I'm listening to my foot tap or my belt shake as I wiggle my hips, you know, in a kind of seductive manner. And this Trademark album definitely did that for Shane me. Shane hip wiggle. Yeah, the Shane wiggle, the gyration. Daniel, what about you, buddy?
2: It could be. I think maybe just from. I think I agree with Shane. I think the uh, the record itself it starts off with a song called uh, I think it's Over Lover,
0: New Lover, Overlover. New Lover, New
2: Lover is the is a is a title track or is sorry New I guess Lover, the first yeah. track by the Equals, which is awesome. Like I think that was actually a really really good uh, jumping off point, and then it kind of you know there's a couple tracks on there that definitely stood out to me, but um, it was an interesting kind of. Uh, experience i'd call it because it did kind of just inspire me to go and look out for more records of the time period that weren't necessarily this record and i guess that's the intention of any real uh compilation album is that you want to get a taste of a bunch of different things it's kind of like going into a restaurant and being able to do like a, a, a tasting, tasting men- yeah a tasting menu yeah. Um, and this felt a lot like that so uh, it was good. I enjoyed it, but now I, I think it, it makes me want to kind of go dive into some other records. So I've been kind of on the there's an African music subreddit. So I've just been taking a lot, uh, taking some time to add some records from there that are being recommended um, to the to the library, and then at some point over the next couple of weeks, kind of diving into it. Um, I think one one thing that's cool about the style itself is we were talking about this just as uh, as we were getting prepared for the podcast tonight. Um, it. <laughs> There's bits of it that sound very video gamey. Like it's oh, kind of yeah. crazy. And yeah. it is the 80s, so I understand that the aesthetic and the and the uh, the dynamic and the soundscapes at the time were very reflective of like arcade culture and oh, it, the 16 8-bit bit, era, 8-bit, 16-bit yeah. stuff like yeah. that, right? But it's kind of it's aged well because now if you think about the contemporary indie gaming scene and we'll talk about this on on our Gaming podcasts in the future, but a lot of stuff right now is being inspired by that that aesthetic and that art style. So to hear it kind of come full circle, it also just seems to fit, and it almost puts a stamp of timelessness on the music where it's it's come back now thirty years later. This would have been what nineteen eighty eight, I think we said is yeah. when the when the record started. It's been thirty years, so these records have been around for almost a half century. They've been around for three decades, and they aged well. I think the the mixing. Um, the way that the records are kind of produced makes it sound very much like, I guess a lot of the artists are using their voices as an instrument rather than as, as a, as a, as a strong vocalist. And that I think I always find intriguing with any artist, whether it be contemporary or, or uh, a little bit older, but the idea of using your, you know, your voice as, as an instrument rather than as a, as a, as a means of just talking or singing or whatever. Right. So that's something that, that definitely stood out to me on the album and um, again, I don't know whether it's intentional or whether it's kind of just a result of mixing and maybe, you know, vocal tracks not being as pronounced as maybe the, 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 instrumental tracks, but it was pretty cool and something that, that stood out to me. So I'm, I'm excited to dive in and listen to a little bit more of, uh, of that time period and, and music that was coming out of, uh, coming out of Africa at the time, um, yeah so those are my thoughts around it one thing that i really
0: appreciated about it is it really is what it says on the box like when you start listening to it this very much is like a curation of electronic music um a, a whole if not all like most if not all of these tracks are dependent on a heavy use of like loops and i don't think there is any like live instrumentation yeah. like everything yeah, a lot is of all synth. Like, yeah. yeah a lot of synth a lot of looping of like like guitar riffs and things like that like um it's very electronic and in, in that it, like it sounds almost exactly like playstation one games because you got that very clear audio fidelity but you get that like like sort of maybe lo-fi feel of like midi loops and things like that coming through it it's aged really well it's great
2: that's why i think it aged well as we've gone back to a point if i think about western music right now a lot of r&b and a lot of like um, I guess pop R&B records are intentionally made to sound lo-fi. And so filters are put onto them. Um, they're meant to sound drowned out and, and kind of in the distance. Whereas I think when we listen to this record and records that, that are like it, they sound like that because it's a result of the technology that was available in the 80s and 90s. And I haven't dived in nearly enough to understand what kind of, you know, what the prominent recording... Um, techniques were in Africa in the 80s and stuff like that but for the most part like this record does a great job of showing that you know a lot of what you hear now is actually an emulation of, of stuff that maybe wasn't as popular um, as it could have been had there been you know modern era Spotify, Apple Music and all that kind of stuff music would have been passed around um, from vinyl, from tapes and stuff like that it wouldn't, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have nearly been as prominent to have been heard in the 80s or the 90s Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty cool call out in that, you know, it sounds lo-fi, but it's definitely not like a, I want to go and make it sound like this. It's just, it was a result of the times. It's a true, it is a true nature of, of nineties and, and late eighties recording.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, I, for me, if you guys want another uh, compilation recommendation, it's the doing it in Lagos one, the one that actually only you is on.
2: Steven Knight is on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of really good tracks on there. The one thing I found is they know how to do it long. Like, the songs are long. They are very long, and, you know, you roll through them. Um, I think they're long because of the fact that they are for mixing and things of that sort, and that you expect the party to happen. But if you don't like long songs, then get your next button ready because it goes long and strong and down to get the freaking on. So, you know.
2: <laughs> it it's tests scary. together with I think yeah. what Paul said with the loops, right? Like, a lot of the, the other, uh, like, a lot of that kind of... Um, like the long ending or the, the, you know, the tracks is over. The track is already over by the time that you hit like a three thirty or the four minute mark, yeah. but it just continues to loop the instrumental over and over again until the six minute or five minute mark in some cases. So yeah, I no, I mean, length is definitely something interesting. And again, it, I think people were much less concerned about what, what would capture an ADD generation's ear at the time. And it was more about making shit just sound good for discos. And if it's electronic disco music, or if it's music that was getting played in African Clubs and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure the intention would have been to kept people dancing for six or seven minutes rather than cutting it off at the two minute mark, because people didn't lose their attention after two minutes on a song back in the '80s or the early '90s, right? So,
1: yeah, I think that's anything else. It's
2: going to be
0: a real cool deep dive, just because something that's kind of become a big part, at least of music, music culture lately, is, and I think this. I think that a lot of this maybe. The big genesis of this in, most po- in the most popular music circles has been, like, somewhere around the midpoint in To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar talks about, like, the perception in North America of, like, what African culture is like. And we tend to think of it not as, like, a fully fleshed out, like, hey, this is just going to, these are modern, like, they're, when you talk about, like, Nigeria and South Africa and Ghana, like, these are, you know modern countries with modern economies people have like cell phones people have access to the internet like the rest of us do um and we tend to think about it maybe in the sense of like traditional africa like in british media like it's just a place like you know
2: it's like a desolate weird like not yeah. not it's
0: it's not just people going there for safari like this is an actual yeah. continent where people live there's, there's like food.
2: lions just right next to a record shop and yeah
0: it's like it's not wakanda or it's not wakanda or lion king it's like this is the world it'd be
2: pretty cool if you went there and it was was like wakanda they're just like you thought this about africa (laughs) check out this suit
0: yeah honestly if it were wakanda Mm. but like, like less of the whole thing with like people being like hidden away from it but just like the entire thing but in any case it's not like that it's like it's like Canada. It's like America. It's like the it rest dis- of the world. It has
2: a distinctive culture. It has a distinctive feel like it's not just some weirdly Well, I guess it's People li- live
0: in apartment buildings. People yeah. live in houses, yeah.
2: right? And so I think
0: it's I like I'm really excited about the fact that like, you know, going through learning more about like the history and the cultural and the evolution like of music culture. And just how that relates to the rest of the world. And I mean, like, we talk about the West, but like, there's also like real roots of like European culture having its influence there as well in modern times. And so, like, getting this new view of how like the cradle of humanity is developing in ways that like we take for granted here. Like, here we are talking about how we're tweeting with our musicians and things like that. How is that like perspective different in this completely other continent? Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, also,
0: I just love like African accents. They're like some of the most charm, like a top 10 most charming African accents. Well, like it a most top depends 10. Depends which part of Africa you yeah, talking about. Yeah, which part about.
2: of Africa? Is there a particular. It's like, a have you gotten into the That's nuance of, of. It's like, like saying different...
0: I love a
1: North American accent. It's like, okay, well, Mexico is in North America. This...
0: I guess maybe, uh, Yeah.
2: Wow. I love Mexicans. <sighs> that was the point, <laughs> yeah, right? <that> was, <laughs> I mean, all
0: right. I love Mexico. Yeah. Then I'll I'll call out Nigerian accents in particular, like
2: super charming.
0: there you go
1: now i know something new about you
2: i am curious to know do you think that um when you listen to other records do you feel like from what you've listened to so far i guess do they all do they all very much sound like they're of the same time period are we going to hear stuff that is maybe a little bit more modern sounding or a little bit more forward thinking. Like we talk about this particular record being um, timeless, but is there gonna be stuff that like, sounds very much as if it was ripped out of the 80s and we're listening to it now and it just sounds completely out of place. And the only thing I can think of are songs that we've heard and obviously on North American radio, things like Aha and um, like Toto, like stuff that's just definitively 80s that like you, we love 80s, it because it was wave, 80s yeah. new yeah. wave music. Yeah. But nobody. If that's if those songs came out now, I don't imagine they would have been the the perennial hits that they would have been back then. Um, so I'd be I your thoughts on it, and then I'd also be curious for myself to find out if there's just weird like experimental electronic music that just never made it out of these small like underground communities that just love that particular genre.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there is. I think this is a perfect example of this. The music is from the late '80s and '90s. But it sounds like if you compared it to North American music, it'd be from the seventies. So it's almost like it's a decade delayed. Yeah, than yeah. than what you would expect here, because it's not like Aha. Uh-huh. It's it's like the music of the eight, like the early early eighties or the seventy late seventies here, where it's got more of a disco feel to it as well, um, and funk. At least when I think of the Only You song and and that type of music. But, um, I I mean. I'm sure there's clusters of music even here. I'm sure there's clusters of music that don't make it out of local communities. Yeah. That creep out slowly and, and make it out and you know bad bad not good is one of those bands from here that picked up like the hip hop jazz sort of contemporary style applied it ages ago like maybe seven eight but nine years ago. But sounds distinctive and not, sound yeah. sounded distinctive enough that it was kept, like enthralling. And they they slowly are leaking out into the rest of the world, right? And and partnering with some amazing musicians. So they got that chance. But, you know, it would be the same sort of thing for the whole jazz revival that is going on in the States out of, you know, Compton and, and all through and California. Aussie, Washington's and, and all of this type yeah. of stuff. Martin. That that was all localized so until they had the the Kendrick Lamar Avenue producing music for him, you know, even Robert Glasper who produced for common and all these other artists before really the stamp that he made was coming out of that era and and Kendrick and that push leaked out and now is, you know, renowned in amongst North America as as a whole rather than just localized in California. So I wonder at these points, if, if Africa had an artist coming out in the seventies or eighties that crossed over and brought that style with them, would this have exploded bigger? You know like it would they have caught i feel like it would have caught on flawlessly here i think there was likely some places that played this type of music around here but just it didn't have the same by the time it came out that maybe that disco or that funk was kind of dead here and that's why now in hindsight because we love that catchiness or that oddness to funk and disco that we don't get anymore that's why this album is so attractive to us is because it's so unique but at the time, it was already played out by the time it would have made it over control. I wonder, control. that
2: brings up an interesting point, though, because do you feel we're always, it's kind of a, a chicken and egg conversation where, you know, if it sounds like 70s music, was that intentional? Like, was was South African or Nigerian or whatever African country we're talking about, were they inspired by american disco music to the point where they they tried to emulate it back in the 80s the same way that we talked about current artists emulating stuff from from the 80s right so i think it'd be interesting because it would be it would be much different if african countries or african music in general was not derivative and it was just a natural kind of um progression of whatever music was happening in those particular countries at the time rather than you know hey we heard an american record and now everybody wants to chase this american aesthetic or this american sound if it just naturally progressed i mean all music is very much i don't want to say derivative but it's definitely inspired by Mm -hmm. um efforts of the past so you know artists in the 60s probably loved stuff from the 20s and then you know added something that wasn't available in the 20s or this new idea to it and all of a sudden now we have 60s music and it's weird and it's distinct and it's new and it doesn't quite sound like anything that we've heard in the past. What you brought up Shane was, you know, again, the the idea of the 70s being translated and maybe having that slight delay. Yeah. I just I I would be curious to know whether there was a delay at all or whether it just came out of a natural progression of whatever was happening in yeah. in uh, in those countries at that time. And then also on the flip side was like how to what degree American music was influenced by it because it's definitely influenced by it now. Obviously, artists like Theophilus London and Tame and Powell are going out and covering these records and and making them popular, even though they're thirty years old. Yeah, as all artists do with covers. But you know, to what degree is it is it a new discovery for the Americas uh, now? Like, are we the first people that are having this conversation? Absolutely not. But to what degree is it actually going to get to a point where people feel um, as though it's something new and undiscovered, and maybe it becomes a huge thing. And then you know, twenty nineteen, maybe it's the the prominent sound that ends up becoming the chart topping hit. Maybe Drake goes to Africa and decides that all of his music after Scorpion is gonna sound like Nigerian disco I music. Be
0: surprised? I think he's already trying.
2: But so, that's what I mean. Like, You're it's making that's... me
0: so sad right now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but it's he's a culture. I writer.
0: went all the way to Nigeria to get away from Drake, and he followed me. Yeah.
2: Only you covered by Drake. Only
0: you can cut me so deep. That's my Drake. How was it? Honestly, it can't be as bad as actual Drake. Oh, okay. It's tough. To I'm wearing an
2: OVO sweater right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I always yeah. thought that was just because you enjoyed the month of October. I do like October as a month. It's a solid month. Some would say the ideal birthday month. Um, I think that we're probably not going to see a point where it's going to be like a sudden wave because right now we're looking at a lot of like, collaborations that are happening with happening with nigerian artists like skepta right now has done like there were a couple tracks he did with like mr easy and a couple of artists on that nike collaboration that they had out in the summer um i think it's just going to be a thing where we're just going to start seeing a lot more artists from a lot of different places around the world and you know what sadly maybe we will see a drake or someone like drake
2: kanye who's currently recording his album in uganda
0: what Oh, man.
1: Do you guys didn't know
2: that? No. Oh, yeah. He's been, he, he went to Africa to record other bits of his album.
1: Oh, God. Here we but, go. <laughs> I
2: yeah. don't want to dive into that, but just like it, it, it just seems like it's something that can. It will. It will likely like it be will. inspired. It yeah. It's, it's either probably going to become a thing. I kind
0: thing. of want to dive into that, but I'm kind of worried it's like diving into a pool without. It's, water. It,
1: once this Kanye project sees the light of day, let's dive into it because I don't want another, like, Yay, scenario where he makes an album, scraps the album, comes out with another album, and it's completely different than anything you would have thought. So, who's to say we're even going to see these Uganda inspired tracks ever coming out? So, let's dive into that once that comes out, and we can reference this, and then it'll be like continuity. What do you yeah. think? That sounds like a great idea. It's part idea. two. Yeah. And we could
2: probably come back to it because I think what'll be cool is if we take, you know, a couple months, we listen to all the stuff that we wanted to, we really just kind of, you know, Scratch the surface, scratch the surface on, on, on this interest. But two months from now, you know, once Yandi, if it ever comes out, comes out, we can talk about this a little bit more. But also, just what about the records that we were just talking about that we haven't had a chance right. to d- dive into?
0: I'm so interested to look at just the historical, like this historical sort of background behind it. Like, a big part of just when we're looking at like the time span in which we're looking at Pantasula is like that's during apartheid. Yeah. Yeah. Or apartheid. Yeah, I like, of that. most so, of this stuff is yeah so that's a really like can you imagine like what what does that do for creativity what does that what does that do for the kind of mood you're in when you go out to dance like one of the things like i briefly read was like it was it wasn't necessarily like high like it wasn't necessarily like the like uptown kind of club music that you'd be seeing when you're down in johannesburg right so it's i'm kind of i'm really interested to see like how much of that lo-fi sound or that kind of feel where it's just like, is it like behind in the times or is it like, this is the best I could do and this is what we did with it. It turned out pretty great. Like, I'm really interested to see what the historical context of this music is.
2: And yeah, I think that that's a good, we talked about, I mean, I talked about it a little bit earlier about, you know, is it just technology that wasn't at the point where he could make anything that sounded better or was it that intentional? I want it to sound like this, right? Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be cool to figure that out.
1: I recommend Ivory, the song in the playlist, and it's from the album Doin' It in Lagos. It's great. Should we hear a snippet? Okay. Oh, slice. Oh, oh, slice. Yeah, get the hot slice. Thanks, everybody. Oh, <laughs> slice. Get the hot slice. I feel slice. like it have dropped outro. Oh, yeah.
2: Have a good weekend, guys.
1: Uh, slice